Hello everyone, my name is Brennan Marr, that noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Page Turners They Would Not, my Star Wars podcast. After, I'm going to take a week-long hiatus, and I will be back next Tuesday. So, I just want to say, before we get any further, I thank everyone for listening and for their support of my podcast. I'm glad that I've been able to do it this consistency this long. And I plan on continuing doing it for as long as is necessary. You know, with the news of three new Star Wars films in the next decade, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot to talk about. So, what shall we talk about today? Well, I wanted to continue our previous discussion about the author's intent versus death of the author. Um, for those of you who didn't miss that episode, I will recap. There are two competing theories in literature which could also extend to film, which is the idea that there is authorial intent and death of the author. Authorial intent basically means if the author says something outside of that work, okay, let me give you an example. After the Harry Potter saga was published and done. All seven books. J.K. Rowling said that to her, Dumbledore was gay. Now, that is not explicitly in the text. So the debate becomes, if we go with the theory of authorial intent, or the author's intent, we must accept J.K. Rowling's statement as being absolutely true. If we go with the theory of death of the author, which means that the author has no control or, or little control over the interpretation of that work after they published it, we must therefore say that's only her opinion and not binding on us as the readers. So, how does this apply to Star Wars? Okay. Well, on my previous episode, I did talk about how you could argue that the, that the special edition, DVD edition, and Blu-ray editions of the original Star Wars trilogy are, for lack of a better word, the authorial intent of George Lucas. As he is the author of Star Wars, even if he didn't direct the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, he is still the author of Star Wars. So, the author's intent was to have those changes. 
and have those changes be official. And I suppose the Blu-ray is the latest official edition. For all other versions are null and void. And everything we see in the most recent version of the movies is binding on us as the audience. That means that the bad dance sequence in Jabba's Palace we must accept. That means Han Solo's scene with Jabba the Hutt in A New Hope we must accept. That means Aiden Christensen as the Anakin Force Ghost instead of Sebastian Shaw we must accept no ifs, ands, or buts if we go with the theory of authorial intent. If we go with death of the author, this means that we can accept all versions of the Star Wars films. And we don't have to pick just one. And if we choose to take one version over the other, that is all right. Okay, that being said, what I wanted to talk about today was the fact that death of the author is the theory I tend to gravitate toward of the two. I tend to gravitate toward the idea that the author outside of the work has no control over my interpretation of that work and only can offer opinion. One of the problems that exists with death of the author is sometimes when you're analyzing a work of art, you have to take the author in mind. You cannot divorce them completely from their work. And death of the author often divorces them from their work. Now, my interpretation and this is my own personal interpretation of Death of the Author, doesn't mean that what the author says isn't valid. It just means I don't have to accept that interpretation. I can say, okay, J.K. Rowling, maybe Dumbledore is gay, but I don't have to accept that as binding if that is not my interpretation. And this can apply to any work. I can accept George Lucas's modified versions of the Star Wars trilogy as a version, but I do not have to accept it as the version if we go with the theory of death of the author. Now, as I said, we cannot divorce the author completely from their work. The author, the work is an extension of the author. Therefore, if you look at some of the political diatribe in Star Wars, in the original film, about an emperor gaining power and overthrowing the democracy, overthrowing the Imperial Senate, having already overthrown the, the Old Republic. 
This is an extension of the political situation that was going on in America at that time. Those people who say, take Star Wars out of... Let me rephrase that. The people saying, take politics out of Star Wars. Which is what some people said about Revenge of the Sith. Uh, that denies the fact that it was there from the start. Now, as I said, with Death of the Author, you can accept this as an interpretation. A valid interpretation, not the interpretation. But we cannot, I think, afford in our analysis of art to forget about the, situ the conditions that led to the creation of that art. Art is a product of its time. The artists are also products of their time. Meaning that what they experience and what they know and what the cultural climate is at the time works its way into the art. And I think that that needs to be taken into account. It should not restrict our interpretation of the work if we choose to interpret it differently. But it needs to be taken into account. Now let me explain what I meant about Revenge of the Sith. There were some fans who felt that Revenge of the Sith was anti the Bush administration. The movie was being made during the war in Iraq. There were some parallels. Such things as Anakin saying, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Similar to something George W. said in a speech. Or, as I've already complained about enough, Obi-Wan's line, only a Sith deals in absolutes. And, and other such situations in the movie, some people have interpreted that as an attack on the Bush administration and therefore bringing politics into Star Wars. Now that may have some truth to it. Perhaps George Lucas did. But I think that it's important to note what was going on during the Iraq War era was no different than what was going on really with the Vietnam War era. Uh, George Lucas wrote Star Wars during the downfall of the Nixon administration. During Watergate, during, you know, the, the Pentagon Papers. And the end of the Vietnam War, you know, these concepts worked their way into the art. And the fun part is, that's not the only place these things happen. I think George Lucas is reporting on human history. Nixon and some of his shady dealings, Bush and his, some of his shady dealings, 
have been done before countless times by many leaders of countries throughout world history. The shutting down of democratic functions, the curtailing of freedom, it's as old as civilization itself. So, but I do think that we need to keep in mind the political climate that was going on during all of the movies. As I said, every one of the movies, all the Star Wars movies included, every single movie is going to have elements of the cultural context embedded in it. That's how art works. Therefore, we may look at the late 90s with movies like Armageddon and Men in Black and Titanic. These big movies, which definitely were part of the cultural context of the time where the economy was doing well, there weren't really any major problems in our country. Things were, everyone was feeling a little bit more optimistic, so you had these big crazy popcorn movies. Yet again, the cultural context of the time. You can look at the works of Kurosawa, particularly his later works, like Kagamusha and Ron, where you can look at them and interpret them just as work of art, and not take the creator into account, but if you take the creator into account, it is quite possible that these films were more about Kurosawa himself than about the samurai that were in the movies. So we must always remember to take the artist and the culture into consideration when we interpret a work of art. But I still believe in leaning toward death of the author, which is it can still be interpreted without those considerations. But certainly we should keep in mind that a valid interpretation is the the artist and the culture. And I think that film as an art form needs to comment on the current culture. But I believe quite firmly that the interpretation of art should be free of restrictions, should be unlimited in our ability to interpret it. So those are my thoughts on the interpretation of art. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you all next week. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.